Hi, and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian rollerblading podcast. This is Mikey Lynch, and this is now part seven and the final bit of my main interview series with Ian Smith, um, in which we look at the rise of skater-organised competitions and media, um, as well as Ian's own kind of dark night rises, skyfall, return from a hiatus back to skating and various things he learns about fitness and injuries about coming back in as an older skater. Um, thanks again to Ian for pouring in so much time to make this all work and it won't be the last you'll be hearing from Ian but we'll move on to all sorts of other topics in um, the coming months as well. Enjoy. Any given Sunday started coming out. This is uh, 180 uh, Michael Bell for anyone in Australia, who remembers, uh, started uh, doing a, a series of newsletters, uh, trying to promote the sport, really build it up. Like you know, there weren't any companies really doing it, and you know, we were just trying to to get something happening, and it just wasn't. And uh, so he started trying to get people, started doing distribution. Um, he was distributing uh, physics. And uh, so, yeah, as luck would have it, I managed to get onto the physics team, which was cool. Best frames. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we, we did so a bunch that, of stuff. So physics was kind of a new kind of technology approach to frames, is that right? Yeah, so the, the whole thing for anybody who doesn't know what it is, basically there were um, uh, uh, your stock frame, but uh, inside it, underneath, they would have these bushes, basically uh, urethane... Uh, lumps moulded into the middle of them and then arms that would sit on top of them that were pushed hard against them with bolts so it was a bolt pushed against a urethane uh, stopper Um, and it would mean that you had uh, urethane was like a suspension arm and um, so we had uh, yeah this was uh, Tom Heiser uh, invented those, I believe, and um, there was one with a, an aluminium uh, front and back arm because the the plastic arms didn't last so long. Um, they were just amazing, and I've still got a couple here. And yeah, basically you got about a a four or five millimeter uh, suspension, and uh, within reason, they worked really well. I um, I had some serious gaps. And if you put big wheels uh, like I used to ride, because I always try and ride flat uh, at this stage, when I'm, when yeah, moved back to the physics, it was like my chance to go back to flat. Um, yep. And yeah, I would bottom out so the wheel would compress the um, the urethane so much that the wheel would touch the top of the frame. And um, so yeah, a couple of gaps ended up going badly that way. Ugh, yuck! Thrown but, forward. Yeah. <clears> oh <throat> uh, well, most of the time, um, oh. doing big gaps and that sort of stuff, I prefer to land backwards. Um, yeah. And backwards is easier uh, to yeah. do everything, and it's easier to fall. It's easier mm. to land, um, and you just end up with a few scrapes on your back. Uh, yeah. But yeah, sore heels. Yeah. Um, there was still heaps of competitions around Australia, uh, mostly run by skate parks. I know we had one or run through skate parks. Um, there was one uh, late uh, 2003 in Cranbourne. It was very cool. Um, 
remember uh, a young CJ taking out uh, under-16s for Vert and Street (laughs) coming up. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, the monster, Jaron Grubb, was down for that one. Um, And... That year actually saw the uh, the creation of the Skate Australia National Inline Committee. So basically, Skate Australia, who were running some of these competitions and also clinics um, called Street Active Clinics. So at the time, they would do uh, you know they would hire you know an area off the or you know book it out through yep. a council. Um, a skate park and then cordon it off and uh, do skate clinics so you could come and hire uh, the right protective gear and uh, a pro so I was doing quite a few of these would come in and teach four or five kids at a time how to skate you know a grind rail or a half pipe yeah. or whatever and um, they saw clearly that there was no formal structure to anything that was happening in the industry and tried to um, to form this committee which they did Um, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, wasn't amazingly long lasted. Um, um, yeah, I remember going to a couple of meetings and, and thinking this is something that we really needed to do. We had, you know, big people in the industry trying to, to get involved in it. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't really happening. Um, and Verdict's Taren Point, sorry, not Taren Point, um, Padstow, uh, closed. So one of the last indoor skate parks in, um, in yeah. Sydney closed that year, and that was a, a bit of a kick in the guts. Um, that was our, you know, Wednesday night. It was where we went. It was where we held all of the, um, the X Games trials and like all these competitions and skate nights and weekends. You know, we had these big skate parks closing because, you know, they mm. couldn't afford to keep the doors open. Um, and, yeah, I'm still working at the flower place trying to pay the bills and um, uh, doing demos and, and street active stuff. So, yeah, the, the coaching kids. Yeah. And um, then that year, 2003... The um, the Planet X Games letter comes in the mail, and or I think that one was actually the email, and uh, they said how they're doing the street comp, but uh, the vert comp is going to be a ten minute jam session, and <laughs> whoever the crowd cheers for the loudest, oh, would and win. you're wearing Santa hats as well or something. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I I spoke to a few guys and we weren't like, you know, in solidarity or whatever, but we were like, I'm not going. I'm I'm sorry. And I know it's going to piss off some people and it's going to annoy, excuse my French, it's going to annoy some of the the people who are, are, you know, wanting to see me in this gear doing these things. Mm. But this is clearly a joke. And so we just decided not to go. And so... um, a couple of people did go, uh, and one of my friends, uh, Heath and Anderson, from mm-hmm. um, from Canberra, uh, he went out there and competed in vert, and uh, he was quite the good vert skater, and the crowd seemed to think he was quite the good vert skater because they voted him first. 
but the joke was that he entered under my name uh, because he didn't. He wasn't invited, and apparently invite or something. So he's like, "Oh, so you're Ian Smith?" You're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." So they gave him this lovely check. I think it was like five hundred dollars or something. Uh, in the name of Ian Smith. <laughs> he had to cash it so, for him. So that afternoon, he gives me a call and says, hey, how would you like a $500 check? It'll only cost you 250 bucks." I'll go on, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it probably wasn't the finest hour. But, um, you know, it, it started really becoming a joke. And, um, you know, just the, the actual... Uh, governing bodies were not interested in us. Um, yeah. They weren't giving us the, the time of day and it was becoming clear. Um, I was skating more on Solomon's uh, yep. than Rose's. Um, I think at the time it was the Grails were around and um, I think I had a pair of uh, Type R's um, which were very, very short-lived. I think that was the last one that um, that Roses actually ended up producing, although we didn't know it at the time. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it it was getting a bit uh, getting a bit sad when it came to competitions. Um, <coughs> I'd sort of had enough of my job and uh, was doing the computer thing a bit more and and asked Bill at Manly Blades if I could help him with his website. So um, yeah. uh, he employed me as a webmaster. So um, so were you feeling, I mean, did you feel like you could see what's happening and why? Like, I mean, was there a sense in which you could feel a decline in overall participation more broadly? Uh, could you feel that there were people who weren't in it for the sport but were in it for the money? What, what was the feeling in terms of noticing these things happening? Could you at the time feel like you could make sense of what was happening? Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's hard to sort of put out in, a, in this sort of forum because I can yeah. only assume um, and I don't want to assume or name call wrong. Um, but you could see... Yeah, feel free to speak as vaguely as you want to speak. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there was definitely people out there who were spending a lot of time and effort on their part for themselves they weren't yep. interested in the betterment of the sport and you know i wasn't going out of my way to um to organize competitions or demonstrations and that sort of stuff but i was participating in yep. um in all of that stuff um but there was plenty of people out there who were organizing these things but at the end of the day the the actual sport was gaining nothing out of it and um uh, a lot of the companies were um, were trying to to get away with because uh, yeah, coming into sort of that later uh, two thousand and three, you were losing the companies that were were actually paying you wages. Um, so you know, if, if the little money that we were getting, um, you know, and as you know, we were becoming adults, you, know, you can't afford to live on the sort of money that were being paid, um, they were then taking that away and still sort yep. of expecting, you know, us to do things. And yep. it was just becoming harder and harder. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, the, it was from the companies, and you could see some of these people, and it wasn't the necessarily the people that we were speaking to fault. Like you know, we we were talking to the representatives or the um, the team managers, yeah. and yeah. you know they were like, you know, I've got nothing. I I can't give you something. You know that we we're just they're not budgeting for us. You know they were coming yeah. from these larger companies, and the smaller companies were suffering as well because they were losing the sales. Yeah, um, we weren't seeing the the big increases in numbers. It was still pretty solid, but um, smaller companies were were losing. Um, like I was saying, the skate parks were starting to to feel it. Like uh, it was getting very difficult for them. Uh, clearly, they started closing doors. Mm. Um, so you know, it was up to to other companies to try and come and fill that gap, and. Um, <coughs> There was, it, it was unfortunately it seemed at the time that it was only smaller sort of things that were being done. I know I got um, I got on board uh, at the end of that year with uh, a company, a promotions company, who would um, we'd travel around the country basically uh, over with our own money. This this was yeah. budgeted, um, but you know we were driving our own cars around uh, outback Australia going out to all these um, country towns wherever they had equipment and uh, doing demonstrations um, and we had sponsors uh, 1-800-REVERSE was a sponsor um, Airwalk was a sponsor yep. like these weren't rollerblading companies that were giving us money this was people who wanted to, to sort of you know, give money to extreme sports in general because they knew that, yep. you know, that's, you know, their market is that age group. Yes. You know, yeah. we weren't getting it because they wanted rollerblading to improve. They wanted a piece of that market. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, those demos were really cool. And we got out and, you know, I showed, uh, you know, I did demonstrations to to people who would never, ever have seen anything to the extent of what I was doing because, you know, they only had this tiny little ramp and there's no way that you could learn all the tricks that I was doing um, on these tiny ramps. It was only that I had the the fortune of being able to come from skating vert ramps and, you know, big skate parks yeah. to be able to do that sort of stuff, uh, jumping on the handrails and, um, like, uh, on the back of the different ramps and flipping off and doing yeah. uh, fakey bios and things on these tiny little jump ramps that they had, like learning on those sorts of things would be nothing. So no doubt we were spreading the word about um, yep. about skating. I know Brad Watson did um, some of the same sorts of tours. And, um, yeah, so it uh, would have been, if you could call it, outback Victoria, like country Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was – I. I really liked it because I thought it was great to see the country. And uh, yep. on a side note, anybody who hasn't seen Outback Australia, just go. It's yeah, cool. it's awesome. It's something else. Um, For sure. Yeah, but uh, moving on, 2004 saw the same sorts of things happening um, with people that we were getting sponsorships from people who just wanted. A, a spectacle for the day. Um, we got uh, demonstrations at the Powerhouse Museum. So I think they had a, a physics uh, exhibition or something and, um, like, the the science, not the, mm. the frame. And um, 
yeah, it was a part of that is the uh, they had some rollerblading demonstrations, which was nice uh, out in the the courtyard. So we were doing a few of those per day. Um, all this time, you know, Bill at Manly Blades had us doing demonstrations as often as he could, um, but there was only so much coal for it. Yeah. You know, um, a company called Spinach TV uh, had a film festival, and um, yeah, we did a, a demonstration out the back of, uh, got to be King Street Wharf, it'd be called these days. Um, and yeah, I remember getting towed behind Manly Blades' uh, van. Uh, up to the box jump, doing <laughs> huge backflips and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, flashbacks. It was very fun. <coughs> um, but now, uh, the only competitions we were really seeing were the street comps. Um, you had Newcastle uh, street comp, which was cool. But um, yeah, just street. Like um, so, I was half left out. You had. Awesome skaters there. Uh, Brock Midgley, uh, Danny Jensen, uh, Kieran Deans, Ryan Arnold, uh, Kate Anderson, like guys who are doing some awesome stuff. But it just as a, you know, background vert skater, I could skate handrails, but, you know, you sort of like, yeah, cool. Um, and then one of uh, Rollerblading's longtime promoters, um, James O'Connor tried to to get something going with uh, rollerblading.com.au's um, what do you call it it's, it was at the Sydney Entertainment Centre it was to be uh, an annual event and I think it was something through the X Games I know it was sponsored by Xbox and a bunch of other companies um, and basically it was very similar to that sort of format uh, where they had skateboarding, BMX, and um, yep. an inline at the entertainment center, and a bunch of big ramps. It was a cool competition, fun. Yeah. And I had some decent money. Um, but, yeah, it was just, it, I mean, from the outset you could see, it, it just wasn't something that they could keep doing. Um, you know, no matter how much we cared about the sport and wanted it to keep going, it just wasn't happening. Um and uh, end of 2004, I got married, uh, which made me a little bit busier. Yeah. You know, trying to to spend some time with the wife and uh, and be a good husband. And um, I needed to um, to get a real job. Uh, <laughs> so started looking around at uh, at decent desk jobs and. Yeah, I started working at uh, Rain and Horn, actually, a real estate company. Yep. I was uh, IT administration and, um, yeah, got a real job. But that meant that I there was no way I could skate weeknights or anything like that. It was getting much harder to find time to do anything. I was still doing demonstrations. I remember doing uh, TV commercials and, um, yeah, there was another one for Citizen. Um and uh, still doing uh, demos for Manly Blades, um, skate clinics with Skate Australia. Um, I flew us over to Perth to do skate clinics over there. That was fun. Um, but it just uh, became difficult, and I needed to really 
concentrate on my actual job and earning a living because rollerblading was earning me very little and yeah, yeah, yeah. not giving me much back and it was a bit sad at the time. <coughs> um, so sort of through 2004 to 2006, I kind of wound down and I don't think I actually skated in 2007 yeah. at all. Um, and I mean, I was busy, uh, yeah. with my new job trying to, you know, be a, a legitimate, uh, you know, husband and uh, breadwinner. Or like um, they say, you know, adulting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to be an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, doing all the things you do, hanging yeah. out with the boss, Friday night drinks, you know, all these things, you know, going to these events that the company's holding like all the time, uh, trying to promote yourself um, meant that, you know, there's very little time to even think about yeah. anything else. And then you just want to go home and, you know, spend some time with your wife because you haven't seen her like all week because, you know, getting up at six o'clock in the morning, not getting home till seven o'clock at night, you know, mm. it was difficult. And then um, 2008, I had a child. Um, that so that then suddenly opened up people's space for skating. Yeah. 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 Oh, and of course, in 2009, I had another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then heaps of time. Yeah, mm. that's right. So I'm flat out. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't even thought about skating in years. My parents moved away uh, from the city. So uh, my sister moved away. My brother moved away. So I'm the last one in Sydney. I'm not skating. Um, I'm like, what's keeping me here? You know, the housing market's ridiculous. Um, and then I got offered a job in Canberra, uh, nation's capital, about three hours drive away from Sydney. I'm like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll take that. Had a look. Um, looked like a better place, place to bring up kids. So, um, moved out uh, to Canberra in 2011. Um, had another child in 2012. I know, glutton for punishment. Um, and when my third child, which we were sure was going to be the last cross fingers still is the last mm -hmm. um was old enough to you know take care of himself sit up you know feed himself that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. um mid 2013 i was jumping around on the internet and um i saw a couple of messages from paul wiki one of the um the local uh skaters here who i'd known uh from skating you know years and years back um, yeah. mentioned that, uh, you know, I said that I'd been around and he was like, yeah, come out and skate. I'm like, look, I know, you know, I should. Um, and I've got, you know, boxes of stuff in the garage, the things that my father hasn't thrown out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so um, I got myself out onto the, the vert ramp at Tuggeranong and had a little roll back and forth and, I could still, you know, get over the coping and do a couple of grinds and yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Back. Yeah, well, not so much back, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was something. Yeah, One yeah. thing that, um, that I noticed straight away is fitness. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, previously you could skate for, you know, two and a half minutes on a vert ramp, nonstop tricks back to back. No worries. Like 10 seconds in now and I'm puffing and panting. I remember <coughs> going there um, one time 
and uh, after about six walls, because I was trying really hard, I sat down and started feeling faint. I'm like, oh my god, I'm you know I'm going to pass <laughs> out just from <laughs> overexertion. Yeah. Like, okay, this is clearly wrong. Me not skating for I don't know what it was five or six years, my fitness had gone to hell. So I'm like, okay, mm. going to get back into it. Got back in contact with um, Paul, and he's like, yep. Over here, you know, we do these Canthrax skate meets. So go on to Canthrax, uh, which is the local Canberra uh, rollerblade yeah, crew, yeah. and uh, we'll meet up. I'm like, cool. So, you know, saw that they said they were going to go to Western Skate Parks. So I'm like, yep, no worries. Went down there, saw Reese Bell, who I should have known uh, since, you know, he was skating when I was before I'd sort of given up and been lazy, but, you know, he's more of a street skater. So it wasn't my thing, but I just didn't know him uh, well enough, but sort of, you know, met up with him and um, a bunch of other guys and Paul and started skating more. And um, I haven't dropped the ball for more than a couple of months since. Um, And, yeah, uh, I think it was November 2013, 2016, sorry. Uh, Got third in the... The National Vert um, uh, series that the guys, the Melbourne guys, uh, Simon yeah. Kelly and that, organise every year. I try to get out to them, but you know they can be a bit tough to to get to sometimes with three kids and a wife and yeah, you know, two cars. So that and a was house. Was that the year that it was in Canberra. <laughs> yes. Yeah, was. yeah. So that makes it a little easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice I, one. I have been out to other ones. Uh, I've yep. been down to Melbourne a couple of times when they've had them yep. there. Um, I, I'm not going to get a chance to go to this year's, unfortunately. Yep. Um, I'm going to be uh, in a. Oh God, I'm on the northern New South Wales coast with my kids on a holiday, and uh, yeah, it's going to be in Queensland on that same weekend, and yeah, just not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, family sort of has taken over. But, um, yeah, I, I tried to get into it for fitness, but I noticed not being able to do it as much uh, means that it, it's not really helping me become as fit as I want. So um, Yeah, you've got to do something else to get yourself fit to then yeah. when you're doing that. Yep, <clears throat> totally. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, I've got a pair of skates. Uh, sitting in my drawer at work and um you know i go yep. skating once every couple of weeks uh just around the <clears throat> around the lake or something like that canberra is absolutely beautiful to skate around mm. love it uh but yeah taking up uh, jogging and mountain biking or running really i run quite fast and mm. um yeah mountain biking to um to get the fitness back because yeah that 2013 fitness was bad 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 um so i have a whole new breadth of experience when it comes to being older and starting something new i mean i had the the skill and all that sort of stuff but coming into something and you know skating from when i was doing it every single day and it was not a problem to going to a skate park putting on skates and i'm like oh wait a minute i've got to stretch yeah and then stretching because if i didn't stretch guaranteed i would pull a muscle or um, I'd get some sort of twinge in my back or my neck. And then you're delayed, aren't you? Well, the and then you're like, out okay, your back. i got to yeah. stop. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. and the other thing I noticed is now, if I fall over, once is my limit. 
Uh, I can fall. I can still take a fall. But if I fall, that's it. I've got to go. If I fall twice, it's, it means two, three, four weeks that it's going to take for me to recover. Um, and, yeah, some of the injuries hurt a lot more than they used to. <laughs> that sucks, doesn't it? Man, I'm going to have to go. It's getting late. Um, yeah. uh, this, is, this is cool because what, what this enables us now to do is to go into some of those other topics we're going to do in terms of some of those things we've even just touched on, you know, the fitness stuff, the injury stuff. But I feel like also we can dip back into some of that history in different ways, you know what I mean, yeah. rather than telling the story. We can now go back and go, let's to analyze a bit more this or that this or that thing this or that development whatever yeah which is cool. for sure so it's um yeah but um just look at the time now and i should probably go and sit down and have a have a glass of wine with nikki before it's we have to head off to bed so no worries i'm gonna switch off the recording Mad V for Rollerblading podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch, theme music by Edifice Architect. You can find us on Facebook and SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have any questions, comments, requests or podcast contributions, please message us on Facebook. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a once-off or regular contribution. Even just two bucks a month, every little bit helps. See you later.